With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Instant Reaction Podcast, the final Instant Reaction Podcast, at least for me. I'm John Miller, HawkeyeNation.com. You put your left foot in, you put your left foot out, you put your left foot in, and you shake it all about, and then you stick it up USC's hind end. One more time, Iowa 49, USC 24. In the Holiday Bowl, Iowa victorious, number 16 Iowa coming in, will be number, will be top 15 Iowa coming out of this after the bowl season dust settles. This will be the gosh is the sixth time uh, a Kirk Ferentz coach team at least the sixth time that a Kirk Ferentz coach team will finish in the final top 15 of the final AP poll of the season uh, 10 wins for this Iowa team that is the gosh is that the sixth time for that at least uh, 10 wins the eighth time for at least nine or more wins in a season uh, Ferentz's is it ninth bowl win not exactly sure, and let me pull this up real quick. I, I favorited a lot of tweets because there, there was a lot of great stuff that was coming out, but I know that Ference is tied with Barry Alvarez for the second most wins in Big Ten history behind Joe Paterno. Um, David Eichholt uh, tweeted out during this game, Iowa now 17 straight games with allowing an opponent to score 30 or more points. Iowa did that, uh, did that again. Nate Stanley is now second all-time in Iowa history for passing yards in a career. He passed Drew Tate in this game. Also now 68 touchdown passes on his career. He finishes six shy of Chuck Long's record. Just an unbelievable, unbelievable night for Iowa. 49-24. to 24. A.J. Epinesa, who was named the defensive MVP in this game, credited with two and a half sacks, bringing his season total, I believe, to 11 and a half. 11 and a half sacks in the season, which goes past what he did a year ago, which Steve Dace and I didn't think he would do because of all the attention he would get. Boy, he had an amazing last three games of his season, didn't he? And if those are the last three games he plays, he plays in an Iowa uniform. Um, not many, much better than those consecutively from a domination standpoint. Uh, AJ was a beast. Amir Smith Marset was the offensive MVP. 98-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. Uh, he had a rushing touchdown as well, and uh, he also had a receiving touchdown in this game. I mean, what was it that he he didn't do? Uh, I think that he now on the season is in fifth place nationally for kickoff return yard average, becomes the first player in Iowa history to ever return at least two kickoff returns for touchdowns in the uh, same season. Just an, an amazing night for Premier Amir. He should have had a touchdown pass uh, on a on a reverse pass that was just over the outstretched fingertips uh, of Brandon Smith. Brandon Smith returning in this game made a couple of big plays. Sam Laporta, hey, welcome back to the Iowa offense tight end. I mean, isn't it amazing how much better this offense is and how much more difficult it is to defend? Uh, 
when Iowa has a tight end involved. Uh, Laporta hasn't even spent an offseason yet with Chris Doyle in the strength and conditioning program. He's going to be really good next year. All of Iowa's primary pass-catching targets, all of the receivers and Sam Laporta, will all return next year. Uh, Alaric Jackson, if he didn't put his name in for consideration for the NFL uh, analyst grade, unless he's just going to turn pro, he'll probably be back next year. Linderbaum, the center, will return next year. Tristan Wurst, my guess is he's gone. AJ Epinesa, probably the same. But you know what? You guys can all talk about that here in the coming weeks. I, I want to try and keep everything on a, on a positive note here uh, for the last Instant Reaction podcast that I do. Uh, Nate Stanley, did he bring home a Tate to Holloway moment? Did he win a Big Ten championship? Did he get Iowa to Indianapolis? No. But few quarterbacks in Iowa history have have done such things. What he did do was he was the winning starting quarterback on three bowl games. He was 3-0 in bowl games. And speaking of bowl games, Iowa wins back-to-back bowl games against ranked opponents in completely different fashions. Last year against Mississippi State, an amazing defense. One of the best pass defenses and rush defenses in the country and maybe the best defense in the nation last year. Iowa had like negative yards rushing in that game and they won, found a way to win. Against the USC team, that was putting up a lot of points and a lot of yards and an air raid offense. I will beat them 49 to 24. Um, you know, if their quarterback Slovis hadn't got injured, it might have been a little more interesting. But you know what? The guy that came in, Matt Fink, he was the quarterback that led USC to their most impressive win of the year, which was a victory over Utah. So it's not like there was a incompetent player coming in who'd never taken a snap. He actually was a starting quarterback during USC's biggest win of the year. Those back-to-back bull wins in different fashions against different styles, different teams, different programs, both ranked. It's just a testament to this Iowa coaching staff. They are very good at what they do. Very good at what they do. Kirk Ferentz is one of the best to ever do it. You know, We'll see if the College Football Hall of Fame allows him in. He probably won't get in based on winning percentage criteria. You have to be at least 60%. But he's a Hall of Famer. He's a phenomenal coach. And Iowa getting this win the way that they did in this bowl game with some exotics early on, what a great tribute to Hayden Fry and his family and his legacy. Kirk Ferentz has been a ball of emotion the last week, understandably. I believe the news came down a week ago today that Hayden Fry uh, had passed. And there was some emotion there in the post game from Kirk Ferentz. And I don't know that there's anything more that creates a greater affinity and a draw to Coach Ferentz from the Iowa fan base than seeing their coach get emotional like that. Iowa fans are clearly emotionally attached attached to the Hawkeye brand. And uh, obviously Co- Coach Ferentz is too. 
and, and I've seen people tweet, you know, that's my coach, that's my coach. And since, I mean, I've, I've not been a media member for a long time. I don't even know what it is that I would call what I do. I'm just a guy behind a microphone that a, a number of people happen to think I'm worth reading, listening to, or following on Twitter. Um, so I'll say that's my coach. And as I shift into pure fandom um, in the shadows, that's my coach. And love the guy. So glad that he is helping the Iowa program and will be in the years to come for however long that he's going to be doing that. I was just sitting here looking at the, the schedule that Iowa played this year. Ten and three. There are three losses. The first one came to Michigan. Iowa lost that game by a touchdown. The second one came at home against Penn State. Iowa lost by five. The last one came to Wisconsin in Madison, and Iowa lost that one by a couple of points. All those teams are still ranked. They were ranked when Iowa played them. They're still ranked now. USC, a ranked team when Iowa played them. Iowa State, uh, a ranked team for much of the season this year. Even in the college football playoff poll, Iowa State was ranked. Minnesota, ranked team. So you're talking six games against teams that uh, were ranked in the, the last quarter of the season, at least, or still are. That was a schedule that was every bit as tough as we thought it was going to be for Iowa. And you add in another ranked opponent in a bowl game. Iowa had wins over three teams that were ranked, Iowa State, Minnesota, and USC. And then they lost three games against teams that were ranked. I just hope people don't take 10 win seasons for granted. And they shouldn't since it doesn't happen with regularity for Iowa. They had three consecutive 10 or more win seasons in 02, 03, and 04. And then it didn't happen again until 09. And then it didn't happen again until 15. And then it didn't happen again until 19. So yeah, you probably don't take them for granted. But maybe a better thing to say is I hope that you appreciate how hard they are to accomplish. And what a great accomplishment this was for this Iowa team, as Kirk Ferentz said in the post game tonight. This is the most wins a fifth-year senior class at Iowa has ever had. That's not bad. 19 consecutive wins, uh, 19 wins combined, rather, over the last two seasons. That is only been eclipsed by 21 between uh, 2002 and 2003. Pretty good company. Pretty good stuff. Really good stuff. Not just pretty good stuff, but really good stuff. What a night. What a game. And I, I was so glad. Obviously, I wanted to see Iowa win. I want to see Iowa win every game they play. But I was re really glad. To, I mean, well, Iowa scored five touchdowns on its first five possessions. Iowa had 35 points on its first five possessions, and the offense was only out in the field for four of those possessions because of Amir Smith-Marset's touchdown. I mean, what we saw through three and a half quarters was as efficient as Iowa's offense can be. As efficient as Iowa's offense can be. The first drive, I mean, Iowa wanted to limit USC's possessions in this game. 
Iowa's first drive, 10 plays, 75 yards, 635 off the clock. Second drive, 15 plays, 72 yards, 8.09 off the clock. Unfortunately, USC scored on their first two possessions. Iowa gets the ball back. Amir Smith-Marset, touchdown. Then Iowa breaks serve, and that's when they go on a six-play, 52-yard drive, 7.307 on the clock. Then the third quarter, their first possession, their first touchdown in the third quarter, 14 plays, 90 yards, 7.19 off the clock. It doesn't get any more efficient for that for Iowa. Just incredible efficiency. Again, that tight end really helps. I'm not saying that was the reason or the only reason, but it was a part of the reason. I don't think there's any doubts uh, about that. You know what? I'll make a few predictions here since this is going to be the last time that we're going to talk, or I guess I'm going to talk to you, um, certainly through the next football season. I won't be there in the preseason. I'm not going to be on Twitter, as I've mentioned before, ad nauseum. I'm, I'm stepping away. Um, I think AJ will go pro. I think Tristan Wirfs will go pro. I think Iowa will win eight games next football season. That schedule's pretty salty as well. And you also have a new quarterback, but I, I think they could win more than that. I would imagine that uh, a Torin Young may entertain the transfer portal, and there's nothing nothing wrong with that. I mean, Tyler Goodson's Iowa's starting running back. He's number one. Makai Sargent, with his versatility, he's probably number two. But I think there's a place for Torin Young as well. I hope he doesn't leave. But, it, you know, he, he could as a grad transfer. Hope he doesn't. So there's a few predictions for you. I also don't think that Iowa will make the NCAA tournament this year, but man, the basketball season's been fun to watch thus far. As I uh, wrap this one up, I'm just going here, looking at Twitter on all these other superlatives um, for Iowa that have come out. Tyler Goodson with 638 yards rushing this season, the first true freshman to ever lead the team in a single season in rushing yards. He also led the team with five rushing touchdowns. Again, true freshman is the emphasis. Liddell Betts was the last freshman, either a redshirt or true, to lead the team in uh, rushing. Was in 1998, Liddell Betts, 679 yards. By the way, those 24 points that Iowa gave up to USC ties the most that Iowa gave up to anybody all season long. Kirk Ferentz is now 9-8 and eight all-time in bowl games. Only Ohio State, with 10, has more bowl wins among Big Ten teams since 2001. Third consecutive bowl win ties the program record for consecutive bowl wins. By the way, you can watch the Holiday Bowl in football, the Big Ten Network's Football in 60 uh, segment on Saturday at 10.30 a.m. I love those, and those are the ones that I save on my DVR. Now that I have YouTube TV, thing will live for a long time. I have to worry about it being erased. I was 49 points in this game, a season high. Second most points ever scored by an Iowa football team in a bowl game, number one. The 1984 Freedom Bowl, Hayden Fry led Iowa, beats Texas 55-17. to Iowa's 28 points at the half were the most in a half for Iowa in a bowl game. 
Iowa had 24 in that Freedom Bowl, by the way. Nate Stanley, 39 consecutive starts, ranks second in school history to Chuck Long's 47. From Matt Benson on Twitter, A.J. Epinesa became the second Hawkeye under Kirk Ferentz to record 10-plus sacks in back-to-back seasons. Matt Roth did it in 2 and 3 Just so much fun. And I hope that we see videos coming out of the locker room celebration of the Iowa players doing the hokey pokey. Hmm. So thanks for bearing with me these years. I was saying earlier, I was really happy for this win for more reasons than one. One of them, very selfishly. I wanted to enjoy this last experience on Twitter and around so many of you. I wanted it to be not snippy. I wanted it to be a celebration. I wanted it to be fun. I wanted it to be enjoyable. And it was all those things. I mean, thanks to the football team. It was very enjoyable. It was entertaining. And I don't even really think that my blood pressure my blood pressure rose at all for many tweets. I didn't I didn't have to block anybody this last night. Which I, I might have, but I mean it would have been kinda like, you know, spitting in the ocean doesn't really matter since I'm turning the keys to the at Hawkeye Nation Twitter account over to the folks at Hawkeye Nation. Um, you know, by the last day of this month, uh, here in December two thousand and nineteen. But still, it was so much fun. I, I had what a way, what a fun way to go out. Just really enjoying it, enjoying the experience, enjoying being around virtually so many of you and interacting with many of you. And I will absolutely miss it. I already do. I will miss it. It was a lot of fun, mostly. The vast majority of the time, it was fun. And I don't want to sit here and belabor things and you know, get all mushy. I think I've kind of done quite a bit of that this month. And thanks again for listening to those things. Those were very, um, self-centered isn't the right term, but they were, it was something I just wanted to do. And, uh, many of you listen to those and I appreciate that. Again, you're the people that have allowed me to do something I've loved to do for two decades, something I dreamed about doing in, you know, obviously different formats. Twitter and the internet didn't exist when I was a 13 year old back in 1984, but I was able to do all that I wanted to do. And I required you, your acceptance, your approval, your interaction, your participation to be able to do all of those things. And I thank you. So keep the sun on your face and the wind at your back. You know what? I think I've, for the first time in my life, I've run out of things to say. So, fade to black. Yeah, fade to black.